What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Coming to you live from downtown Detroit, this is Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep with your host, Joel O'Connor. This is a volatile puppy here, isn't it? And Dennis Dick. I've been a penny. I will buy the stock for a penny. With everything you need to start your trading day. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to this Monday edition of Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep. Spencer Israel, Joel Conan, Dennis Dick with you this morning. Hope everyone had a great weekend. Uh, before I proceed any further, I'm not going to forget to tell you to smash that like button, hit subscribe, hit share, post this on your Facebook, post it on your MySpace, post it on your Friendster, your GeoCities, do all that, and uh, share this with your friends. We appreciate that. Got a good show for you today. Obviously, the story really is the continuation of the of the exact same thing we talked about on Friday, which is short squeezes. Uh, that'll be the theme of the show. We'll talk about that with our guests as well. It's a great day to have Mon Tim Quas. He is the founder of Market Structure Edge, and we're going to break down the, the dynamics of a short squeeze uh, and sort of how this is happening right now. Uh, so very exciting stuff there. We've got earnings for the week, big earnings week as well. Not so much today, but this week. we got a lot of Dow names. we got a lot of tech names. Apple, Facebook, Tesla are all on the same day. So big week on the earnings front. Uh, I do want to also mention that today's show is sponsored by Market Structure Edge. It is the first uh, decision support platform for traders built on Market Structure. Try the new way to trade for free at marketstructureedge.com. Com. There's the link up on the screen. Uh, Joel, hope you had a good weekend. A uh, pretty good weekend. Pretty good weekend. Okay. Uh, Michigan Athletic getting shut it down for two weeks is not exactly what I wanted, but uh, the goat pulled it out. So we got uh, the <laughs> goat back in the Super Bowl. So mixed weekend on that. Some snow. Some good stuff, but. We're here to talk about the market, Spencer, and man, we got a nice range overnight. We got it stopping at some good areas, and uh, it's going to be an exciting show, exciting day, exciting week. We got big earnings coming. Pre-market high, 53 and a quarter. Just finding some sellers up in that 50-50 handle. Pre-market low, 31.50. That's just a couple bucks below the close, so... Uh, trading up four points right now, 38 and a quarter. Crude unchanged at 52.27, a little bit of a sell off last week. Uh, gold up 6.20, nothing big at 18.62.40. Bitcoin, or excuse me, silver next, that's up 13.4 cents. And the cryptocurrency, Bitcoin, hanging in there, up $635 at 34215 and man, oh man, this $30,000 level we got down there on Friday, I just think that's the key. Hold that 30 a couple more days and then take a shot at 40. Uh, let's bring in uh, Triple D and uh, Triple D. How, how was that after hours session? And what do you, I know that you, uh, you're trading a lot of different issues here. What what's top top priority? Well, top priority for me Friday night was to look at what had a high short interest and to buy it. And you know, I was looking for trashy stocks, not just this morning when I was tweeting it out. I was looking Friday night as well and just going through filters, looking for high short interest because 
you look at what's going on here and they're squeezing them. This is going to last a long time. Don't think we're in this new environment where everything's short interest is going to go up for months. This, these, we've seen these happen before. They usually last a few days, but they are violent. And we are right in the middle of it all. It's the only thing you need to talk about here today. It's the short <laughs> squeeze. And obviously got started with GameStop. We might as well start with the violence that has happened here overnight. This stock doubled again here in the pre-market. This stock traded how high, Joel? 136. This trade to $136. And there's people arguing with me on Twitter that, you know, oh, yeah, but they're turning it around. They got some activists in there. Don't try to justify any fundamentals here. This is absolutely nothing to do with the company. This has everything to do with a high short interest stock that is just punishing people. And you have a group of traders that are, you know, obviously pumping the stock as well. So we know what we're talking about. So, I mean, you can't mess with this kind of stuff on a fundamental basis. Take your fundamental hat, throw it in the garbage. You don't know where this party ends. It will end ugly. It's having its Kodak moment. Um, if I was long this thing, I would have rang the register back probably when Citron was getting short at 40. So I would have been dead wrong. And obviously, this has continued to go up. It started going 46, and I got bullish Friday morning because I was like, man, the setup here and the short squeeze potential, you, know, you could see this setting up. I was like, I would not want to be short. I didn't have the guts to be long it. I wish I would have had the guts to be long it because, holy cow, I did not see it going up to $76 on Friday and then $130-some this morning. So it's significantly off the highs. I guess by definition, it's in a bear market here because it's off from over 20% from the pre-market high. That's a joke. But, I mean, who knows where this party ends? There's nobody knows anything. We're going to say this. It's going to be the theme for the show here because nobody knows anything on any of this stuff. 136. I stand corrected, Dennis. 136.63. 136. 63. I was So wondering. it's 40 points off. So somebody who got really excited, and maybe it's a short, you know, just puking. Oh, I mean, if you're short, and this is what you got to think right now, it's like, okay, well, you have the, uh, the Wall Street bets, people ganging up on people and, you know, and pumping stocks. But at the same time, you've got, you know, this market here that is, you know, if you're short a stock right now, that's a $5 stock and has a high short interest, what are you doing this morning after you watch GameStop? I think you're covering, you're trying to cover before it goes, you know, and that's what you're seeing, you know, even in AMC this morning at Express EXPR, you're seeing people who are like, oh, you know, I'm, I could be in the next one. I don't want to be caught in the next GameStop. I mean, Express here, bring this one up. Like this is just short squeeze central. I've never, I, I haven't seen something like this maybe ever, but it's been a lot of years since I've seen a violent short squeeze. If I have seen this before, I don't remember it. I don't remember, you know, a crappy retailer like Express, which was literally a dollar fifteen, go up two hundred percent. Maybe Hertz. I mean, Hertz did it, um, but it's four dollars and forty cents here, Joel. I mean, if you got the five dollar calls, you are going to make a lot of money here today. Um, maybe it doesn't get intrinsic value to it, but there's going to be a lot of, of time value. Yeah, we talked into that. about that too. Yeah, we talked about that too. So There's I don't a- know what the options. I didn't look at this, and we we are talking, and you know, we do see a lot of option action. In a lot of these small cap names, people are going out and they're buying outside calls because they're anticipating, you know, a potential violent move higher. And that's exactly what we are seeing here again in all these stocks. So BlackBerry, I am long, full disclosure, I am long BlackBerry. Um, It's up 39% here this morning. I sold part of the position and then I rebought it and then I sold part of it again on Friday (laughs) and then I rebought some after hours and then I actually so what do you and I don't even know what to do like I mean I'm long it this is all nonsense but it's a storied stock right now that's getting carried and the W you know the, the Wall Street bets guys are liking this one too so it's moving because of that who knows where the party ends it does end eventually but I mean blackberry actually you know was it's been going for a little bit like express feels like just an overnight short squeeze blackberry isn't really that animal i don't what's the short interest on blackberry i don't think it's that high do you know blackberry is i'm trying to grab it yeah i mean this is this is differentiate things a couple first of all blackberry a while ago did get some fundamental news and i i don't know what the true ramifications of it but on this day right here they did announce something with amazon i mean i I don't know what that is you know it ran up and then it came back so you know 
there is at least some fundamental news yeah. associated with BlackBerry. Um, second of all, I want to talk about the optionality. These uh, traders are buying the amount of the options, not because they think it's going to that strike price, but it gets the market maker short. So then they short the option, they got to buy the stock. So Dennis, you talked about, you know, with the uh, open interest having a factor on that. Um, the third, uh, the third thing is this is really nothing new. Right. I mean, there's been short. I, I know this oh, yeah. is of epic proportions, but there's been bucket shops. There's been, you know, penny stock, uh, you know, gamers. I mean, this is this is just now it's just all accelerated because of the Internet and the in the speed of communication. So, you know, yeah, it's surprising and very surprising. And, and under these circumstances, but it's not like we're looking at a new thing. And then finally. I talked to uh, my uh, co-portfolio manager about GameStop. Oh, your nephew. I talked to, to my nephew about it. Okay. And I also, All right, Lisa. Uh, and I also talked to uh, to uh, Lisa about it. And mm-hmm. uh, I, twice I've told Hayden to sell. <laughs> he sold very little. He's holding that GameStop. He thinks he, it's going to a thousand. He just, he, no, he sold some pieces. I, I, I'm not even arguing the fact anymore either. Yeah. Joe. I don't know where it's going. Every sell has been the wrong move. And <laughs> uh, and Lisa asked me, I'm, I'm telling this is a small position. She asked me what what you know she should do, and it was a 63. And I said, I have no idea. But there's I no have way to absolutely know. Absolutely no rock, idea. Rock paper scissors to figure out what uh, to do. Yeah. Look at this one going right now. I don't know what the headline is on it. It's getting, it's just taken off though. J I L L. I'm long it actually because I'm just, I, I went on Friday and I started looking uh, just at the crap. I just sold some into this rally. So I'm, I'm smaller position now because it just ripped from four to five. Oh. Um, I don't know if there's a headline here. I just sold, I just literally sold some of it. Um, yeah. I probably, probably, <laughs> probably going to regret that sale, but I just sold two thirds of the position overnight before I mentioned it. So I have a small position left in it now, but I just sold two thirds. Um, I don't know. Like this is a small retailer crap again. That's just going. Um, so look at you know we can just go through you know what we're seeing this morning. Like we said, Express, which is an obvious one, but they're going through anything now. So I ran. It, you go run a scan, you know, and, and just running a scan for short interest stocks, and I'll just bring up the results here. Um, you've got a day where the IWM and a lot of small caps are trading down, but if it's got a high short interest, it is not trading down this morning. I mean, starting from my scan, just looking here, and I ignore like an American Airlines because that's thick. So, but AMC, you know, you got AMC, but then there's AMC Networks, AMCX, and that's short squeezing right now too. I mentioned that one. Yeah, I look at the move one. on Friday from yeah. 41. So we're gonna talk short squeezes today, you know. And the ones we're in, we'll say I'm I meant not in the majority of these. So you know, I'm not it's not like you know I'm trying to talk up my stocks here at all. I'm just coincidentally, I was just in the, that JIL because I have a high short interest. So I'm actually going to try to stay away from the ones. I don't like talking about them because then they say, oh, you're trying to talk about your stocks. I don't like talking about them. But I just want to go through a list here of stocks that, you know, have the potential to continue squeeze or are already squeezing. AMCX is squeezing, right? You know, in the last couple of days, I have no position in that. It's went from 41.77. It was up 20% on Friday. It's up another 3% this morning um going you know people are asking about genius g-n-u-s i mean that's trying to squeeze a little bit but that's thick i don't know like if that can go or not you gotta go look at the options too i haven't done you know i didn't go that deep where i actually went and looked at options but you gotta look at options Um, i don't think they they have them on that do they i don't they probably do they pretty much have them on everything okay but if there's high open interest like talking like thousands or hundreds of thousands of contracts it's harder for that to squeeze because that acts as natural resistance because there's people who are making money on that. It's the ones that don't have a lot of, you know, optionality. And AMC is a different example. It has a headline here this morning, too. But the ones that really squeeze are the ones that don't have a lot of open interest. They'll get open interest afterwards. But the ones that are really squeezing them in the initial moves are the ones that don't have a lot of open interest. I mean, just continuing on the merry parade here and looking, you know, at this list that, you know, just a scan I just did. Like Dillard's DDS. And, you know, this isn't one that's going up 75, 80% a day, but don't kid yourself. This move from 60 to 80 is built in short squeeze. Like, there's high short interest there. It's moving higher. Can, can um, I, it's can up I add, again here this I, morning. I want to add one caveat. So, everything you said is, is true, but the, the caveat I want to add is, is look at the price, right? Because, like, Dillard, Good for point. example, is eight, so Dillard is $82, right? Yeah. 
A2 is a lot more than whatever GameStop. GameStop was what, like five when it, when, when this thing started? I don't, I yeah. don't know. Um, it, these other, other stocks too. Like take a look at, at Fizz, right? Fizz has a high short interest, right? It's a $100 stock. So it's not going to go as easy. Right. Because of higher price. Fizz is doubled, huh? Oh, tripled since the low. Yeah, well, you're right, Spencer. Um, these are squeezing too, though. Uh, but you know, are, if you want these not... violent hundred percent moves, it's not usually going to be on a hundred dollar stock unless it's GameStop. Yeah. I mean, Fubo. We've talked about Fubo. It has a high short interest too. I think it started to take off the last couple of days, probably because it has a high short interest. And we know Green or uh, what's his name, Rich Greenfield, there over at um, his his firm, and he's been trying to talk it down. He lowered his price target to six, but right now this has got momentum with it. He's not going to be able to talk this down anymore. So I don't know what happens with it. People are asking me. I probably had 10 texts on the weekend. What are you doing with Fubo? I don't have it right now. I'm not in Fubo. I sold it. I probably shouldn't have sold it, though. Breaks through 40. It could, the, the story is still intact here. So these this isn't totally a short squeeze story either, though, because this is a story that there's a, there's a story here of, you know, growth. This is a growth story as well. So, I mean, you have some of these that are like dying companies that are getting short squeezed. And then you have the growth companies like Palantir yeah. that are getting short squeezed all of a sudden. You know, PLTR had a crazy move on Friday. That was short squeeze. You know, they're high. What's the short interest on Palantir? I don't actually, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I, this, it's high. Information I'm, I'm, I'm fairly confident it's fairly high. So I don't have it in front of me either. But I mean, this is a squeeze too. So this is a squeeze on a growth company. But you can go look, you know. Just just bring up, you know, and, and not talking like a May season, it was moving higher, but these are thicker stocks, so they're harder for them to move. It's these small little crappy companies, um, you know, and GameStop was fit the bell to a T. I mean, what about Rocket, RKT? Yeah, um, I've, I've, it, seen, it, I've seen that too. It's got a, I know it's got a But it's probably got a lot of options if I want to hold it down. Maybe. So, I mean, I'm just looking. There's like 70 stocks on this list that have a short interest. It says here over 30%. I'm not sure how accurate that is. Stitch Fix has been squeezing and squeezing and squeezing. And you can say, you know, yeah, it's a $99 stock. That was a move on Friday, 81 to 99 to squeeze them more. So the, the higher price ones are squeezing too. But it's or usually starts in the lower price starts. Like EXPR is just a fantastic example of what is going on here. Um, and AMC as well is getting a good pop here too. But EXPR is up 147% now. I saw a pop in Friday night and I was like, do I want to pay two and a half? I was like, I can't bring myself to do it. <laughs> it's four and a half. It's four and a half now. So that was a mistake. <laughs> that was definitely a mistake. I have no so. idea though. But but when this stuff ends, it will end ugly. And I, I like I said again, if you're coming in stocks, crappy companies for a short squeeze, I'm not chasing Express and AMC and saying it's continue because there's going to be a bag holder made in the next day or two because these stocks aren't going to continue up like this forever. So, you know, we're not all going to see. They're not all going to have GameStop moves where they go from 2 to 132. Probably almost none of them are going to have those kind of moves. And what you'll see is you're creating a whole boom into these you know garbage companies you know and that's really what a lot of these you know have been for a long time at least garbage stocks maybe not necessarily some of the companies and then you catch all those new bag holders and then you'll see them come down like the person that bought gamestop today at 130 well they're probably not even nervous when it's down at 96 because they're like well it's going at 200 or 500 they think you know it's going to continue to squeeze the dust settles here it's still gamestop when the dust settles it's probably a hell of a lot lower but who knows when that is so, and then I just to add on what I said before. I I read an article. I think it was a, the the Wall Street Journal a couple of weeks ago that was trying to like trying to find a rhyme or reason to this madness. And and he really highlighted that a lot of these stocks that are squeezing are low price stocks, even though that doesn't really point. make a yep. difference. It doesn't tell you anything about the company at all. But these low price stocks are the ones moving faster. And 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 you're right. This is not new, right? This ha this has happened forever, right? But. If you're trying to look for look look for the next squeeze, maybe look for anything that's less than like twenty dollars and start there. Maybe make that scan for that and start there. Maybe don't. CJ Vic made a good point, and it's impossible to predict. But uh, how many of these companies are thinking about doing an offering now? You know. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, they're dumb if they don't. Why not <laughs> yeah. come in and sell it to you know people who are going to pay a crazy amount for your stock? Because yeah. that's the fundamentals behind it. You know, that's what stops that's this stuff. It's like, it. okay, well, you know, what somebody, what, who was, I think it was, pa it was Wedbush and Wedbush, I'm pretty sure it was Pactor maybe then, 
that said, they should GameStop should do an offering right now and pay off all their debt. Why not? I mean, do that you, in a heartbeat. Yeah, you're getting yourself out of trouble. They're in trouble. So you could sell you could sell stock to everybody who just can't stop buying it. Maybe the shorts who are getting squeezed. And, you know, pay off your debt. And then you're in a stronger financial position. And then you're actually strengthening the company. Because, you know, a higher stock price, if you don't do anything about it, doesn't do anything to strengthen the company. It just, you know, but, it, yeah. what, but if you start selling stock into it, then you're fundamentally strengthening the company. So that's what I would do. I mean, you know, if you try to do an offering on GameStop, they're not going to get 100 for it. It depends where it is. You probably have trouble. You probably have to do that 25% down from where the price is, and that's going to slam the stock. Just, yeah, but at the same those, time, and what about up. if you're an insider? There's no lockup on GME. You can just sell into this. Just sell. If you're an insider on this and you see your stock at a ridiculous price, why not? You don't have so, to, right? Right. I, I would be locking it in. Um, but I would have been locking it in at 40 or 50. And some people are calling me out and saying, oh, you've been wrong on GameStop the whole time. But sure, who the hell has been wrong on GameStop? I was right for seven years on it. I mean, it went straight down. But I mean, you know, I don't okay. know whoever that person was. They didn't. They weren't listening to the show on Friday when it was, I was trading at forty-five. On yeah, you were. It was trading at forty-five, and you go, "Oh, this thing, this thing can make high. a new all-time high." Yeah, you yeah. got to be able to change your opinion and see what. Read the tea leaves here. The technicals were set up. The technicals were set up to squeeze the living shit out of everyone. And that's what happened. I'll let you swear on that one. No, I know. So people are calling me out, but if you listen to the show on Friday, uh, I don't think I could have been more bullish. I mean, I'd have the guts to do it, but I was not. I was surprised at the extent of the move, but I was not surprised that it went higher. So, all right, we. uh, People are talking Tilray now and stuff. Are these coming back? I mean, there's so many bag holders in these stocks. I mean, some of these, like on this market, anything is possible. I will say if you have a trashy stock, real trash, like real garbage, and it's not round, and it's got a high short. Interest, I was gonna say that and if too. It's not going in this environment, it may never I, go. I, I, I this saying. is it. This is your chance to get out of your trash. And if you're in something you've been holding for five years and it's getting back five years of losses <laughs> in five days just because you're screwing a bunch of shorts, in my opinion, it is time to ring the register on these. So, you know. I, I like I said, I was looking for stocks that haven't gone. People, you know, I I tweeted out this morning, what's some trashy stocks with high short interest? So for example, but everybody's sending me Express, AMC. These have already gone. I mean, this is ran. If you're buying at 477 now, you're buying with a lot of risk. I mean, people think it's going to go back to 50. I anything's possible right, with GameStop, right, so, but right, I highly right, doubt it. All right, Dennis, I got one for you then. Macy's. Well, that's just too thick. Macy's is just too thick. You need a lot so, of money to move it. Yeah, it's so much money to be able to move that. I mean, there's 25,000 in the pre-market, 1290. It's not some little piece of crap. Like, that's why I bought the JILL on Friday. I bought the JILL, um, and like I said, I just sold two-thirds. I'm already regretting the sale because it's 526 here now. Um, but that's a small piece of crap. So that's the kind of stock that could get a pop today. But these were overnight day trades, swing trades. So, you know, and I didn't take a huge position and it's speculative money. I mean, all of this is speculative capital. People who are taking their retirement accounts and putting them to GME are going to lose their retirement accounts, in my opinion, if they stick with it long enough. But, you know, speculative capital, it's kind of fun. This is not my bread and butter, trading short squeezes and, you know, I'm going to get rich. Oh, I'm going to take a hundred grand. I'm going to put it in, you know, some small stock. and It's going to be worth five million dollars and I'm going to dominate the world. That's not going to happen for 99.9999999% of people out there. GME, a few people got lucky, though. But, you know, a, a lot of people here in GME did not make money. Like, who made, you know, who made 100% in GME here? I'm sure there's a few people in the chat that kicked ass on it. Uh, but the majority of people did not. The majority uh, of people did I'm not. Gonna, no one else on Wall Street is attempting to do this. But I'm attempting to look at this technically. <laughs> GME? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, come on now. Let's not let this get down and dirty. I'd say eight. I'm I like, did it Friday. I don't know. No, I'm just saying. Friday. And, now it's and, nuts. And I'm not touching it. I'm saying it holds 86. It's going north. That's my number. There's been someone out there since that, you know, I'd had that pop, a couple 15. And you guys know I never go to 15 minute charts. 86 on the downside. And then on the upside, you know, it could be a hundred, but that that one pop there is one hundred one sixteen. So, I mean, there you go. There's your range. 
you know, if you're looking for a breakout, you're looking for more, get a cup 101.16. If you're trying to play it close to the belt, this is not investment advice. This is just looking at the 15-minute chart, and you could put up stock ABC, and I would look at it, and I would say the same thing. 86 to 101. Let's move on. All right, Dennis, I have another one for you. What do you got? It's not Macy's. That was a, that was a bad idea, I guess. Okay. Revlon, R-E-V, okay? Short interest of like 30% or more. Uh, float, very low float, like 4 million shares or some, some, something like that, right? Very low float. And it's $10. Oh, and now it just ticked higher. Well, we're going to talk about it. And all <laughs> I'm going to say is, okay, so before we just talked about it, there was 900 shares, 995 shares I had traded this morning. Yeah. I bought them. So I already, I already did that one. So I'm, that I only one? have 900. That was all that was available. So it's a small position. It's like that's like almost nothing position for me oh, when you got man. what is it, ten thousand right. bucks in it or something. So I'm already in it. So yeah, I bought. You know, so I'm long it just on the potential for it to squeeze. That's oh, all man. I'll say. Okay. Maybe, so maybe, I, maybe. I, I like the setup here. I don't know. Again, this is not a long term investment. <laughs> we shouldn't talk about these. Maybe. <laughs> no, I know. <laughs> I just going? I'm yeah. gonna I gotta say it. You've said all it, right. and I'm I'm coincidentally Sorry. long it. But it's nine hundred shares. Literally, a ten thousand dollar position for me is very very small. You can retire on that, Dennis. Yeah, it's very small. So if there was if there was five thousand shares at this point, I would have bought more. So, but there wasn't. So this was the pre market. Right. So Sorry. I am okay. long it. I will say I'm long it. That's all. All right, moving on. <laughs> Let's move so on. I'm not saying it's going. It's not. I don't think it's the next GME. I don't think any of these things are going up 150. percent I'm along a whole bunch of trashy stocks right now. So if you're talking about them, I might have them here right now. So this yeah. is just trading. This is overnight trading, though. That's all it is. Revlon's blasting off here. 11:06. I mean, I don't even know. I'm not even going to look at it. All right. Um... This is tough because everybody's looking for something here. So, I mean, it's tough, you know. That's why I hate talking about small stocks yeah. because so let's move on. They, they move. I mean, they move. Yep. All right. Again, I'm small, very small. We're, we're going to talk, talk about, about – uh, Did we're you guys talk... hear about Merck? <laughs> what? Merck is not doing their COVID we're, we're scared. Anymore. We're going – let's go. We'll see if we see what's saying. <laughs> Pfizer looks like an interesting story here this morning, and they're talking about Pfizer. I mean, yes. this it's fun to talk all this stuff again. All these small stocks here, though, are small. These are all dangerous, speculative investments here. Do I think Revlon, you know, is taking off and going to be the next GameStop? No. I think there's a potential for a small squeeze and something like that. There's a potential in a small squeeze and something, a lot of this stuff. People are paying up 11% for it. That's a lot of risk all of a sudden. I mean, I just bought this thing was flat. So I was like, well, I'll buy it flat. You know, be on a day they're squeezing everything, I'll buy something up 10 cents. Same thing with the JIL. I did that one. I was going to buy it up 10 cents. I'll pay up a dime or something because there's not much risk. You're paying up 25% for something and it decides to not squeeze. You can lose 25% on that very quickly. So you got to be very careful when you're trading squeeze potential stocks because they're not all going to squeeze. Also, I should add that we're going to talk about like the actual market dynamics of this with, with Tim Qua. So maybe we should just we'll chill. For a few minutes, we'll bring Tim on at 835. I'm so scared because he knows I have a whole portfolio of Well, trash. yeah, I just moved to uh, stock by bringing it up, and I didn't know that was going to yeah, happen. Yeah, we, we're not trying to do that. We're not the kind of show that wants to, like, pump your stocks. We're not like If that. I had known, I wouldn't have said anything. No, you didn't know it. I, but you said it. I have to say it now because you have to disclose that you got it. So right. moving on. I got yeah, a whole could, bunch of other ones. You could say any too. trashy stock, and then it would be in your put your overnight portfolio. There's a whole <laughs> bunch of them in there right now. My overnight portfolio, my my couple Hurts. days long term swings. I tweeted about what's good long term swing crappy stocks. <laughs> but again, if you're coming in and buying AMC up 35, percent there's some risk there. But that's what people aren't getting is that AMC could just top out at five. Five's going to be tough for that to go through. AMC is going to struggle at five dollars. It's going to struggle there at five dollars because. You look at it, it's probably got a bunch of open interest there. I didn't go look, but, you know, maybe we should go look. You know, just to teach something here on, you know, if you're playing squeeze stocks, and, you know, I'm not, I'm not even, you know, I know how to play this kind of stuff, too. You got to look at what the open interest is. So the next logical point, it's probably going to stall out at is five. So you go to the weekly options, and, yeah, there's something at five. It's not much, actually, so maybe it's not that bad. I'm going to five. I'm going to the monthlies. 1,600 on the trade. Stocks trade so much. It could chew through a lot of that, actually. Going out to March, just trying to look at the five. Can we start a a SPAC? 
maybe C-R-A-P, and then put all these stocks in it? Uh, that's what they are. <laughs> and and if you hold on to these things for too long, you're going to get stuck. So you've got to be careful trading all of this. What they are is crap. These are crap stocks that are going. They dogs. We talk about dogs barking. These dogs are barking. They're having their day. The dogs are having their day. But you know what what happens here? You know what happens here at the end of the day when the dogs stop stop barking? They go back to the doghouse. And most of these dogs are going to end up back in the doghouse. Do I think AMC is, you know, a $50 stock? I don't think it's an XGME. I'm not going to bet against those Wall Street bets guys. I don't know what they're talking about over there with their 2 million people over there. But, you know, again, I'm not gambling on crap. My long-term investment portfolio is still in good companies, buying good companies. I'm still believing that way. But, you know, it's fun to trade some of this stuff. It's small trades. I mean, BlackBerry, for crying out loud, is a 43% here this morning. I, I've, I've been long this thing we talked about a week ago when it broke out from eight. I sold some. I sold some more. Every sale's been wrong. It's up 44% this morning. I can't even believe it. Like, these are incredible moves. Incredible moves. For people looking at uh, Bitcoin today, uh, I'm looking at the futures here, and we're moving up nicely. We're up a thousand dollars. I was just looking at the, and I'm just looking at the futures over the weekend because uh, they're starting to trade pretty good volume. Uh, your next area you want to look at is Thursday's high. That's uh, that's right at uh, 35.8. So another 1,200 bucks on the upside. But uh, that's when you're looking at the Bitcoin futures. S&Ps are bouncing around pretty good here. I don't know if we've had any important news or any. You well, know, it's just Ma- kinda, Moderna, just, Moderna just came out and said that their vaccine uh, works against all key emerging variants Excellent. tested. That includes the one in the UK and the one in South Africa. That just that just came out like. They think that works against the South African one? That's what they just said. They just said that their vaccine works against all key variants. I mean, that's huge. So that is getting lost in the shuffle. I cannot believe, you know, stocks, the reopening trade is going to be down on that. That's why I'd like to see the details in that. But I would think IWM explodes on something like that. But, I mean, I've been waiting for that headline. That's the reason to get into the reopening stocks. Are they just saying that? Do they suspect it or do they have data? You know, because they can come out and, you know, the company said it, you know, Pfizer and Moderna said originally, we suspect that ours will work on it. But, you know, is there data? Is it actually work? You know, because that's what the market's waiting for is the data. Let me see here. Uh, is there data? Moderna well, it's a press just re- hit it's a press release. Let's see what you got anything in there to look at here. It's been sleepy. I mean, it's a press release, right? Yeah, it looks like there is some, some there is some data in this in this PR. I'm not going to go through the whole thing, but. We're going red here. They don't like that news. They don't like the news. Something's up on that, yeah. Yeah, there's something else going on. If you could do some digging, Spencer, because we're uh, we're heading towards we're heading towards the pre market low thirty one fifty. Big Bill D said that was expected. So uh, uh, we did have sellers. We did have sellers on the close on Friday, and uh, looks like they're reemerging here. Perhaps not reacting to the good news. We are losing altitude. Pre-market low, 31.50. So all those nice trade or all those gains. So here we are, unchangeable. So we'll keep an eye on that. 34 and a quarter. Spencer, we got some a few other stocks in our document over $5. So why don't we cover them? <laughs> uh, yeah. We have all the earnings stocks this yeah. week. And there's a ton of Let's earnings stocks that it. are going to report. And, you know, that's why we don't talk about penny stocks very often. But every it's the talk this morning. It's, it's the, the talk of the town. Morning. I mean, it's the talk of the town. So that's why we're, we're talking. Them. You know, AMD, um, we're going to report Thursday night. The stock. Tuesday, Tuesday back, night. Tuesday night. Sorry, Tuesday, Tuesday night. Um, I actually have it written for Tuesday, but I said Thursday. You know, it's it's benefiting from Intel sell-off. There's a complete inverse correlation. It's been existing for a while between Intel and AMD. Intel had the big pop. They sold AMD off on the initial earnings headline, and then Intel dropped, and they started buying AMD a hand over fist. And that has continued here this morning. Remember, AMD also is seen as a crypto play. I do believe I'm out of AMD, no position, freely talk about it. Um, but AMD, I do believe eventually will be a $100 stock, but it's been chopping around so much in here has a lot of work to do. I don't think it's just going to blast off into there. I, I would like to get my AMD shares back. Um, I probably would... Hopefully, hopefully, waiting to get it back in the low 90s, though. I don't know if I'm going to get it. Uh, it had a really good – well, you see, 
you got to be kind of mixed on a day like it had on Friday because it did it did have a gain. It did pop up, but ended up near the low of the session. Or not exactly. You had a high of 95.95. Let's see what the close. Up 92.79. So let's see if we get a look at Friday's high in here at 95.95. And if uh, not, perhaps roll over. Get down to unchanged. That would be your first area of support. That's 92.79. All right, it's time for Market Structure Monday. Let's bring on our guest here, Tim Quast, founder of Market Structure Edge. Tim, welcome. Hey, good to see you guys. That's nice. I like that. That's a, uh, yeah. Thank you, Spencer. You like the music? I got excited. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what What is going on here with these short squeezes? I mean, I think this is the talk right now. So I want to take yeah. it to market structure because there is people arguing with me. Well, GameStop's fundamentals have totally turned around and this price is justified. And I'm trying to say there is absolutely nothing to do with the company fundamentals in a move like GameStop. Please explain to me how GameStop can go from $40 to $132 in two, day, in two days, two trading days on no headlines. More buyers than sellers. I <laughs> <laughs> well, don't know why we pay this guy. That's yeah. the answer. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, the, the, the interesting thing, what I love about market structure is that it's impervious to these uh, bizarre occurrences that we see in the market. Uh, what I mean by that is, it's the same no matter what, at least the way that we think about it. <clears throat> and while this is very early to jump into this, maybe I'll just share my screen and we'll, we'll let's look at it, right? So <clears throat> uh, let me uh, do this, and I think this will work. Yes, there I am. <clears throat> That's not what we want to see. Uh, so, so by market structure, what I mean is that there, the behavior of money behind price and volume as governed by the rules that uh, that articulate how the market behaves. So most people don't think about that. Dennis, you do. Joel, you guys, you, you do this periodically. And uh, I th it's it's so often overlooked. Uh, and and uh, the reason I think it's so important for traders to understand this is because when you get past the headlines and the rumors and everything else, all the factors that can feed into why a, uh, a stock behaves the way it does, it still comes back to the gravity of the markets, very much like uh, it is for us human beings here on this planet. It's difficult to leave it because of gravity. And in the stock market, regulation, national market system has a big effect on how stocks behave. So I'm looking at GameStop, uh, GameStop here on my screen, just the default 30 days, and we could back this up further. Uh, so that's marketstructureedge.com, by the way. So if you want to, you can look at this yourself, traders. Uh, so what you see on your screen here, the light colored bar is, is, is uh, market structure sentiment. It is a measure that tells us how the behaviors behind price and volume intersect with each other and affect supply and demand. And when it's above five, stocks do better. When it's below five, they do worse, generally speaking. And then we look at short volume. So short interest, the thing that everybody talks about is a 1975 measure that has no bearing nor merit in a market that is electronic, and yet everybody talks about it. So we use this 20, 2010 measure called short volume. And when it gets higher, stocks tend not to do as well. So what we want to look at is what happened to short, to, to short volume in GameStop before this crazy surge. By the way, it, uh, look at this. So sentiment will always tell you whether to come and go, and it doesn't matter, even here. Right now, it would say, don't leave GameStop, and I'll explain what I mean. But here's short volume. So uh, I'm going to zoom in a little closer because it, it, I want to answer your question about what happened. Here is the day that the rumor broke that there was a short squeeze. I think it was. Correct me if I'm wrong. It was either the 13th or 14th of January. Well, it's been it's been running for a while. It's, it's been going. When Citron, though, I think he means when did Citron announce like that they uh, were? Well, no, there was a so there was a rumor of a short squeeze. So, oh yeah, that's the big pop from 20 to 40. Okay. Exactly, and look at short volume. It actually went up. 
the short squeeze to the degree that there is one. And, and here, here's a dovetail to something that's happening Friday. Uh, it, the expiration of a big futures contract that, that uh, indexes and ETFs use heavily. There is a synthetic side to shorting called puts. And there are other factors uh, that feed into synthetic shorting. But what I mean by synthetic shorting is there is, a, there is a short that involves stock and there is a short that involves a derivative where somebody else has the risk. So the fact is here, there was no short squeeze. The short squeeze occurred here. The short squeeze in, in terms of stock occurred on the 21st of January. And that is why the stock is way up now. It hadn't even happened yet. So what, what the data tell us, by the way, sentiment at 10 is fine. So what you want to sell is the mean reversion. Short volume below trend is fine. So at this point, strip out everything else and game stock still goes up as it appears to be doing pre-market, right? So the short squeeze did not happen till here. There, you know, there all, all trades are going to be long or short, except for a tiny percentage that are exempt from the rules that govern this. And so for a stock to have a squeeze, there has to be a decline in shorting. And it's only happening now. When this begins to mean revert, we'll know it's over. It's that simple and it doesn't matter what's going on. So was there a squeeze? I think here's what happened. The moment that derivatives, which are a right but a not, not an obligation to do something in the future, became uncertain. Once the price is uncertain, everybody freaks out. There are people who sold those. There are banks that back them, that hedge themselves. And the moment it became unclear what the price of GameStop might be, that's what drove the stock up. And uh, we should talk about January 29th. Wait, hold on. So, Tim, so yeah. when you say a decline in short activity, could that just mean that yeah. there, there are no more, no more short shares left to short? Is that... <laughs> well, keep in mind, this is something that traders often don't understand. There is a market-making exemption for the Citadels and the Two Sigmas and the Morgan Stanleys and the Goldman Sachs of the world where they don't have to locate stock to short like you and I would. So the, the problem for Andrew Left and Citron in the market, and this is why it's so difficult to have an effective short attack anymore, is that 52 or 3% of all market volume comes from firms that don't have to locate stock. They've, they've been granted an SEC exemption as market makers from having to locate shares. They can manufacture them. So if there's, a, if there's a big run on stock, this is how a stock can behave crazily. How is it possible that GameStop is up 817% prior to today, whatever it does today, just in the last 90 days? Well, because the supply and demand features of the market are distorted by fast traders like Citadel. I'm not knocking it. There are reasons for it, but it's very important if you're going to be a successful trader to understand that there are parties in the market who are responsible for more than half of the volume who don't have to behave like you. So what happens, I think what happens to bring things back to level is when the supply demand equation, because Citadel's gonna see it all. The moment you hit a limit order to sell or buy something, it goes into the pipeline and Citadel is gonna know what the buy sell balance is. And when it reaches a point of equilibrium, Citadel will shift short. And then we will see a mean reversion for GameStop. And the only way you will see that is by watching short volume, not short interest, because you won't see it. will be three weeks out of date, and it's absolutely meaningless as a measure of float or total shares outstanding. This is great information. This is the information that you're not going to get in other places. So hit that like button, hit that subscribe button, because that was, that was a fantastic explanation. You, Thank you, Tim. Tim, can you explain how a stock gets more than 100% short interest? Is that because of these exemptions that you're talking about? Because some yes. people are saying that the short interest is 132% or, or the, the, you know, the, the short. So can you explain that? Right, that's what happens. And it happens in, uh, in contest proxy contests. Famously, Procter & Gamble believed that it had beat Tryon, and it hadn't. Remember that? Well, that yeah. was a product 
of these manufactured shares. And, uh, you know, our, our core business for the last 16 years is providing data to, to issuers. Well, uh, it happens. If, if machines manufacture shares to meet the supply-demand equation and you happen to take a snapshot at that point, there could be more shares available than there are outstanding. That is exactly right, Dennis. Wow. I guess that answers that question. I've always wondered. I, I thought it was like naked shorting. but Well, I thought it was, you know, there's some illegal? track. There could be some tracking error in there, too, isn't there? Sure like, it's could. not that easy to figure this out. Like I said, right. you know, and I've explained before, as a market maker, you know, you have to mark certain stocks short sometimes when you're not even short the things. You know, it's not about the borrow, but you still have to mark it short. I'm like, how does how do they like, mm -hmm. figure all that out? Because, like, if, right. if I've got an order out there. And uh, if I'm long 500 shares of a stock, but I'm a market maker and I've got orders floating for thousands of shares short, I have to mark yep. my long sales short, which is completely nuts. And I don't know how they like, you know, figure that stuff out at the end of the day that even though I marked it short, I was actually long. Right. So the, the, the accounting behind that, I'm not sure how that's all figured out, but. That's where, you know, I think there's some, you know, can be some confusion and, you know, what exactly is the short interest here too, or how much market making activity is involved, which is kind of what you were talking about. Exactly. Here on my screen, I, I added BlackBerry too, but uh, this, <laughs> here's the, here's, this, cool. is the, this is the amount of trading volume every day that is short. So GameStop. How do you find that? How do you find that short volume? So, so it's publicly available data there. there so the exchanges will, will, we consume all of it. But uh, the exchanges will sell you that data. Of course, they will sell you data on anything. They're in the business of selling data. Right? You want data, they'll sell it to you. So they're, they merchandise their customers. Uh, and then FINRA, the old NASD, and remember, uh, you, you young traders don't know this, but the NASDAQ is the National Association of Securities Dealers Automated Quotation System, NASDAQ. So the NASD became FINRA. And FINRA provides this data publicly every day. You've got to know what you're doing with it. They provide it by platform. So we've been pulling this data since they began providing it in 2010. So we're very, we understand it fully. We provide, we apply some uh, normalizing techniques to address, Dennis, exactly what you were talking about. The fact that if you're a market maker and you don't know, if you're, if you're executing a basket trade of hundreds of stocks, and, and some of it's buying and some of it's selling, there is no way on earth you can know if the supply exists to execute that trade. So you mark it short, that's why. But that, and so you'd say, well, isn't that distorting the outcome? No, if they are doing that, they're telling you the supply demand equation is out of whack. That is why we measure it, all right? So when it gets above 50%, you know we're reaching for straws. There isn't enough, but that's the, the reason why it happens. And that's where it comes from. You can go to FINRA and you can find daily short volume. By itself, though, uh, it can be confusing. You have to know what to do with it. All right. A lot of good stuff here, Tim. Tim Quas is the founder of Market Structure Thanks, Edge. I mentioned, of course, you can learn more by going to that platform, which I'm putting up on the screen there, marketstructureedge.com. Getting a ton of uh, comments in the chat that, that the information is, is fantastic and People always learn something new. This is complicated stuff. Um, I didn't think that we would be talking about short squeezes, uh, you know, a month, a month ago. But uh, I know, right. but you came right. on Tim, right? What right. timing? Here we are, Tim. Hey, thanks a hey, lot. Good, good to see. You. Hey, I'll miss you next week. But Joe Saluzzi is going to sit in for oh, me. Oh, we love I'm Joe. Gonna out, you I'm still trying? You're trying to get on our good side. You're bringing in our buddy Joe. That's unbelievable. We love Joe. Fantastic, isn't he? I, I, I love Joe as a human being, and he taught me yeah. uh, a lot about what I know about market structure. So it'll be a, a great conversation. You guys take All care. Right. I'll see you in two weeks. Thanks a lot, Tim. Right. I right. want to give a shout-out to um, Andrew Lebos, who uh, who has – Talked to Tim and got him to come on the show. So I don't know if Andrew's up this early. Yeah, uh, great stuff. As I said before, out. this is the kind of stuff that you don't get other places. So hit that like button, hit subscribe, hit share, do all that good stuff. Let's do some tickers from the chat. Well, Let's real go quickly back to, here, go back to you know, people are like, uh, you know, they're talking about this GME, and I, I, I put the lines up there for you. So I can't tell you whether buy, sell it, shorted, or put it in your IRA, but. 
You know, 15 minutes, just take a look at that 15 minute chart there. That's about all I can do for you. This yeah. is uh, such an interesting day because you have this short squeeze going on behind the scenes and you have a lot of stocks that are actually really beat up here this morning. The banks are getting slammed here this morning um, for whatever you know reason, and whether it's Moderna data or not, you kind of are seeing a reopening flight out of reopening stocks here this morning. Boeing's down another $2. You got the airlines trading down significant. And then you have technology ripping higher again. So a complete... You you know, we're seeing again the separation between in the big caps and the mega caps. You're seeing a separation where money, safety money, is flying back into tech once again, and that's hiding behind the scenes because everybody's talking about the Blackberries, you know, and all these other you know short squeeze stocks that are going on. But you know, really, the big scenes and the big money is still moving around in the big stocks and the mega caps, and there is this complete separation that continues to happen, and it's just incredible to watch because. You know, you've got, you know, certain stocks that just have relentless bids. I mean, Teladoc, you know, and I'll, I'll say it, you oh, know, I this... thought Teladoc's story was yeah. over, but there's a lockdown we, we trade all said going that. on. <laughs> there's a lockdown trade we that is hot one. right now. Um, you know, Zoom is not participating. I think for the most part, it's because Zoom has a lot of competition. Peloton's starting to show some life, but man, Teladoc has exploded here in the last few days. You're seeing the technology trade just come back in hard. Um into so many, so many tech stocks that have been flying, and they're flying back into them again. Uh, yeah, that Teladoc. Uh, I don't know if Jeremy's up and listening to this, but he talked about that, and it, it took a dip. I remember, and now it's right back up at all time high. Uh, Peloton, full disclosure, still got this one. What I like about this is, you know, it has these sell-offs filled the gap here, and now just uh, what we already busted through that high at 160. So let's work through way our, our red bar on this one, all-time high, which I would like to see. 17109 but it's more it's, it's this is like the the exercising of the future it's not you know covid non covid that's the way i look at it but uh yay let's keep well, going well joel did i had a good workout on peloton joel today. did you hear about uh joe biden's problem now his peloton problem they can't uh, bring yeah, in the, the White House. We, we think we talked about it didn't we no Friday? we did not no, but we didn't. i was talking about it with emily because of the security that, right that's a solid signal if i've ever heard one they can't, can't bring, bring it. it into the. It's a security risk. No, no, no. They fixed it. Oh, they did. And he is going to have his. Is he going to have it in there? Yeah, he's going to have his own uh, workout. It's going to be called Riding with Biden. Yeah, wait, is you that, that's not a joke. That? No, is that serious? That is a joke. Oh, okay. <laughs> come on, Dennis. You know it. Sometimes I don't know, Joel. I can't tell. No, I can't tell he's very good at joke telling because you don't know. Real. I, I can't <laughs> tell anymore. I'll be honest. I, I really can't tell anymore. All right. Uh, 852. Let's do some tickers. As I mentioned, a bunch of people dropped. No there. age limit on that. You could be any age to go into that one. Riding with Biden. <laughs> Is there normally an age limit? What? No, I'm joking. All right. Um, Apple. Apple reports earnings. Uh, they're on the big day this week. Apple reports yeah. Wednesday yeah. after the close. Ooh. Same day as Tesla and Look at Apple Facebook. Yeah. The, the money's flying back into mega caps, too. So, you know, mega t- and Amazon's had a couple days where it just consolidated here again. I am long Amazon, long and strong. I still am going to say it. I think Amazon's going to 5000 bucks. So I'm staying long Amazon. There's been a lot of people that have been bearish it. I think this is the last six months of consolidation. And here's something you know that people talk about. Let's take you back to 1999 because people want to go back there. Joel and me were both trading in 1999 very actively. I will tell you from what I can remember, and it's obviously 20 years ago. I know I have the goldfish memory. It's like it kind of all, you know, it used to just be like the smaller, you know, technology companies taking off. Eventually, the bubble went into everything. Eventually, yep. you know, the bubble expanded. And it went into all stocks. And that's when we eventually topped out in March of 2000. You know, when Walmart had a PE of 50. You know, you just had everything that just all of a sudden, you know, every single company was going to trade with a PE of 70 or 80. It didn't matter if it was a technology stock or not. It kind of started with tech. And it was the technology, you know, you hear about the technology stocks collapsing more than anything. But Walmart, you know, fell and, and never got back to its highs for 10 years, too. And it definitely wasn't a technology company. So the question is... Are we in the early innings of this? Because you're only seeing a bubble in, you're seeing some bubbles overall. I could say, oh yeah, the S&P multiples 35, 37. But again, you're looking at earnings that were depressed because of COVID. So that multiple is going to come down if we reopen. Um, But, you know, do we have a bubble in Amazon? Do we have a bubble in Apple? Do we have a bubble in Microsoft? I own all three of those stocks. I don't think so. 
I don't think these are bubblicious stocks that have been running and running and it's just overdone. These are companies that are growing still, you know, at a reasonable, and they're trading at reasonable valuations. I mean, Google's trading like, well, it's come up a bit, but, you know, last time I was looking, it's trading like 20 times earnings. I mean, that's not. 1999 and, where you're and, paying 100 times you know earnings for stock and there's also the argument to make that in in certain areas like amazon earnings increased last year right they did they're still increasing i mean right. amazon's trading like four or five times sales yeah i mean again it's a retailer so that's a, a really high valuation for a retailer but mm. like it's not going away i mean amazon is here to stay and you know i i think of something i go to amazon first to buy it because i know one it's going to come quickly and it's going to come efficiently and two it's probably the cheapest place to buy the thing so i mean that's not going away so is the amazon story over and it's too high valuation i don't think so so you know you can so we can go and you can go in all these you know game stops and do all these things i'm still sticking the majority of my hard earned dollars are in solid companies and they're mostly tech companies so I think, you know, we're, we're, I don't think we're going to be talking about short squeezes a month from now. But this Apple rally is, you know, new all-time highs is just sneaky by breaking out here again. And we've been talking about Apple, you know, for the last month. You know, it's been a consolidation station. Finally, the last four days is starting to go. I don't know if you want to chase it here, if you're going to wait for a pullback. But the chart looks pretty good here, Joel. Yeah, just looking at it, it trades at... Uh... The forward PE is uh, almost 35. Um, I was looking at this one, and I mean, it even caught a bid, like right at, I mean, there were buyers, it had a strong close, and it just caught a bid, right? I was watching this, it caught a bid right off the close. I guess for this one, I mean, you just look at your average daily ranges, and I don't know what, what this is moving now. 143, someone's letting go a little bit of stock there, but it could just be someone that scooped it up at 141 and a half, 142 in the pre-market. So uh, pre-market high comes in 143.10. We've also got Facebook, like I mentioned this week. We've got Tesla, like I mentioned. Uh, that's all Wednesday after the close. We talked about AMD. Microsoft is a, is Tuesday afternoon, same day as AMD. So is Texas Instruments. So is Starbucks. Uh, we've got a lot of Dow names this week. We got Boeing is on Wednesday morning. We got AT and T's Wednesday morning. Abbott Labs is Wednesday morning. Uh, McDonald's is Thursday morning. We got a lot of big names this week. Visa Chevron, Thursday afternoon. Caterpillar is Friday. Eli Lilly is Friday. Yeah. Honeywell is Friday. Chevron Friday. Mega caps. Yeah. Reporting. General Electric's tomorrow as well. What do you think of yeah. GE? Verizon tomorrow. GE tomorrow. 3M tomorrow. Is GE is GE for real the rally or was it all just you know we're gonna find out tomorrow morning? Um, you think GE gets some life here today, Joel? I mean, they've been buying some. You know, GE's kind of trying to be. It's trying to be a turnaround story, but at the same time, you know, we just don't know how quickly this turnaround's gonna be. I think we're gonna find out a lot of more information tomorrow morning, though. Right. Uh, I mean, this one it, it's you know. Pe- 1050 I know that's a long ways away people don't want to hear about that level but that's that's where the institutions were ganging up on this thing you know this is called 1040 1050 and then you get a nice round number like 12 bucks and it stopped just under 12 so you know a stock like GE could do you know it could stay in this it's already been in this range since December so we'll see if if earnings can shake it out of it um on the monthly 1326 is your next monthly high that was february of uh, last year uh yeah great point by alexo in the youtube chat i'm going to highlight that right now we talked about catalysts uh news events palantir is having a demo day tomorrow at 4 30 p.m what a run ahead of it right. i want to make sure i get the time zone right yeah it's eastern time 4 30 p.m eastern time tomorrow so tomorrow uh after after the close Again, we could say short squeeze, but this is also set up for a run ahead of an event. So ducks all in a row. I wish I would have been looking at it on Friday. Um, you know, kind of, you know, after I looked at it, it was already up at 27, 28. I was like, oh, it's going. And I don't like chasing. And I'm like, holy man, should I chase that one? 33.75. I'm not in Palantir anymore. I had it for a while. I just sat there for too long. And obviously, I should have rebought it, but I didn't. Um, making new highs. I mean, this event is matters. No one knows what Palantir I mean, even a, does. A, yeah, this one. I Nobody mean, knows, what they do. knows what they do. What do they do? What does they're these like companies do? Spies. Yeah, they're spies. I don't know what half these companies do either. I'm totally in the same camp. I don't know what half. These this one do. has been going now before all the. Uh, you know, this was an IPO. It took out its IPO high. It just, you know, this. 
it has a little bit more of a you know substance to it, I guess, than uh, than these other things. And it, it's been in a not really strong uptrend since it broke that IPO high. Well, well, we'll find out tomorrow when they tell us what exactly is that they do. <laughs> We, what exactly I, know, I, do you do? I, I know they provide software to the de- Department of Defense. That's all. That's all. Oh, I know. That's all you need to know. That's all you need to know. The Department of Defense ain't going out of business. <laughs> I certainly hope not. All right. All right. Uh, nine o'clock, just about. That'll be a wrap for us today. So, as I mentioned on several occasions throughout the hour, hit that like button, hit subscribe, hit share, tell your friends, tell your cat. Whoever will listen, we appreciate that. Today's show is once again sponsored by Market Structure Edge. It's the first decision support platform for traders built on Market Structure. Try the new way to trade for free at marketstructureedge.com. There is the link up on the screen. Thanks to our guest today, Tim Quast. You can catch a replay of this show on every major podcast platform, iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, et cetera, et cetera. For all you podcast listeners who can't see what's up on the screen right now, please remember all the information from our show is meant to be used as informational purposes, not for investing or trading or any One sort of quick life, trivia life question. Who did, we, who did we not mention on the show today? Until uh, Kathy Wood. There you go. Oh my goodness! And you want to know what? It, that got the arc buys here somewhere, but <laughs> I know. <laughs> Soccer with Aiden. Too late. Out. All right, everyone, have a good rest of your day. We'll be back at three forty p.m. Eastern time. Tune into YouTube, Benzinga's YouTube throughout the day. Spax Attack Power Hour, and then Joel and I back at three forty. Like I said, everyone, have a good rest of your day. Good luck in your trades, and stay safe. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low, net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.